Good morning, welcome to another Jazz Heads. Um, this morning I'm joined by uh, Liselotte Osterblom, um, a singer from Sweden and now based in London. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I'm really looking forward to speaking to you. Um, we saw you at Wakefield Jazz uh, in October with Robert Mitchell's True Think. Um, and then obviously I saw you again, uh, lucky me, I got to see you again at um, Seven Arts in, in Jazz Leeds uh, on Thursday this week, which is brilliant. Um, the, the Robert Mitchell project is obviously um, fantastic. Have you been working with him for a while? I'm the latest member of that band, so I joined in January this year. So it's only been five gigs down the line, really. How did you um, get involved with that one? Did, did Robert sort of seek you out? Yeah, he did. He seeked me out, <laughs> headhunted. <laughs> but um, to be honest, uh, during uh, lockdown, uh, we were following each other. So there's really a you know community on, on Instagram happening with, with music. So he'd seen, I, I basically did an audition for two years through my Instagram. And then <laughs> when they needed a new singer, um, I think he just knew who to contact. And I was so down for it. I This is my kind of dream project to be able to both sing li- very meaningful lyrics, poetry, and, you know, scat, improvise, use technology. And yeah, it's it's so creative and so fun. Sure. There seems to be a real um, sort of freedom for uh, all the individuals in that band to, to be really expressive. It was, yeah, brilliant to watch. One of the coolest sort of projects I've seen in quite a long time. Mm. Um, amazing use of electronics, and um, which I think you um, use in quite a lot of your uh, projects, don't you? Yes. And uh, that's also an ongoing process to see how much you, you can do without it becoming a distraction. Mm. But with today's technology i'm using a tc helicon voice live touch three um so i can loop my voice i can use echo i can trigger reverb and uh, adjust reverb on certain notes and yeah delay uh, other kind of harmonizer so the, the the possibilities are endless really it's it's just a great little box isn't it that just sits on mm. your sits on your uh, microphone stand in front mm. of you and yes all sorts of good little buttons that you can press and play with and make it sound amazing and then you were um going through a synth a vocoder with robert as well to yeah and he was he was playing some great amazing chords on on the keyboard and that was creating these lush harmonies with with your voice and and, and the track itself it was absolutely stunning oh thank you yeah i think that's the kind of highlights with it because with mm. a vocoder you are you know you are yourself you're playing it's not the same surprise but when we are two people interacting and improvising with the tech that that becomes a new level for us and for the audience because they see that oh this is happening mm. right now <laughs> sure yeah it was really exciting and that, that, that the whole project with uh, the interactive side of it as well so we had the big big projection up behind it and and Robert's uh, poetry and things that he's written and things that he's found and yeah, it's a it's a real it's the full package of a of a performance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Really interesting. Um, so how did how did you get into singing, uh, Liz? A lot? Did you have you always done it? Um, did you did you plan to become a musician? Um, I've always been singing. I come from a family of musicians, professional musicians for like four generations back in Sweden. So I grew up with my mom being a music teacher, um, 
singing for me. We were doing, you know, singing games by the piano. That was how we were uh, playing also and meeting my cousins. We would always sing you know, choral pieces from my grandfather. And yeah, music was at the center of the family. So um, I didn't think so so much about the future then just i knew i loved music and i wanted to do as do it as much as i could but of course i had some dreams and you grow older and maybe when i was you know seven or eight years old i started to really enjoy the eurovision song contest on the tv <laughs> you know like the songs and the, the people there um kind of obsessed and when they when they made the junior version I was so uh, convicted I'm gonna be in this show and um, when I became of age uh, 12 years old uh, me and my friend they had been running it for like two seasons in Sweden by that time and me and my friend uh, Anna we wrote a song and we made it to the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. No and way. we won. Well done. No way, we did won. you? Yeah, we won. Oh, man, that's so, so cool. Um, from 12 to 13, I was touring every weekend around in, in Sweden and signing CDs. And we won, we won a gold record for that. So it was at the peak of, uh, I think, TV in a way, 2004. Yeah. And before streaming as well, really. So people bought cds and people knew about us so i got my dream so to speak oh well i I, I went to start your career yeah i became famous for (laughs) writing my music but that's a double-edged sword and uh, through that i realized that maybe the the commercial pop route is not just gold and glitter it was some things that really questioned you know um, the choice of of doing music so we we mm. left our um, yeah this this band we both felt that we didn't want to continue in these circumstances with how record labels were operating so to speak um and eventually found jazz and mm. started more doing my own thing and improvising and um, just coming to music for music's sake not mm. the the industry yeah. Where people had a did you um did you did you sort of study music? I see you've got um I mean you've got various um mm. qualifications, haven't you? Sort of uh, you got your bachelor of arts and a master's mm. in 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 music and your licentiate in jazz singing and yeah. you've also got um sort of um diplomas in theology and mm-hmm. and musicology and yeah it's it's fascinating. <laughs> You're obviously a really inspirational person. What um so what what sort or of drives you to get into all these things? Or I'm a person with no free time. That could also be. <laughs> well, yes, you, you do seem incredibly <laughs> busy too. Yeah, but I, I've loved um, studying. And before university, I would often, you know, go online or I would learn to program or do my blog and HTML. And I'll just be nerding down on things. So mm. it's it's like a natural inclination, I feel, of, of, of me to study and developed but Hmm. the theology uh, I come from a Christian family and it's really uh, sits also at the core of of me who I am my faith Hmm. so the studying of theology was just um, my personal interest Um, but I realized after I've studied or started to study the degree that well this is actually overlapping with 
with music. And the final piece of the puzzle was, okay, I also need some musicology so I can talk about the, the social aspects, uh, sociology, um, music history, and combine that with my practice as a jazz musician, uh, the spiritual kind of connotations to it, what happens on stage, why is music impacting us on this deeper level like of our spirits mm. and uh, especially within african-american and black music tradition mm. these overlaps are so uh, they're not even separated so i guess i saw some kind of need there both within academic practices and for me as a um, maybe as an academic to be teaching with all of these three pillars and mm. because it's not it's not done so much in within academy of course if you hear an interview with musicians or with, with yeah with theologians they might be talking about this but not yeah not in the academic where do you um where do you see it it taking you have you got a, a plan like a, a place you want to get to with it i don't have a plan i'm just uh, following the spirit but um i've been starting to teach um music history modules in um, in high schools and i i'm also accredited to do it in a university level because i have the, the masters now but i think a a masters in theology would be the be the next step and then i can combine the theology with the the music so my focus in theology has been on the the old testament and the prophets uh, who is also the poets of the bible so that is very interesting to me that poetry and prophecy goes well together and i can just look at today i can look at robert mitchell and his lyrics i can look at kendrick lamar and lots of the hip-hop artists that are really questioning uh, society in our world with their lyrics and um, sometimes with the grotesque images which also happened in the Bible. So um, some kind of further PhD studies with this yeah. would be there's a, there's a book very in there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah. Let's talk about a couple of your um, tracks that you've, you've suggested for, for us today. So um, your early influence track is uh, uh, Herbie Hancock and Stevie Wonder, one from Herbie's uh, Gershwin's World album uh, called mm. St. Louis Blues. Tell us about mm. that one. Yeah. Um, I actually listened to it back in the car from from Leeds with uh, Robert Mitchell True Think the other day and I just you know it just hit me how much this track has influenced me because my parents used to have the CD in the car a lot like between a, when I was I must have been yeah seven or eight years old or something and this was um, when I just started to have a more mm, conscious sense of music. So I remember them telling me, oh, this is an amazing piano player. His name is Herbie Hancock. So I'm like, oh, okay. I, I just loved the interaction with, with how Stevie was floating on top of this groove. It was like an addictive, addictive mm. uh, groove. So I just responded mm, emotionally to this track. And I felt, oh, Stevie, how he's singing and doing his... He's he's pushing it like the, to the next level. I'm like, wow, what's going on? You know, with the voice being this free. So it's like a, I think a pillar stone in how I how I've developed as a musician. 
amazing such a such a good thing that whole album's uh, mm. phenomenal like all the collaborations mm, yeah. that herbie's got on there is just yeah uh, do you know what? i've i used to listen to that when i was a student quite a lot and i'd sort of it's not forgotten about it but you know just things things just drift a little bit yes, actually, when you when you suggested here. that one it was mm. like amazing yeah it's good to, i'll probably spend a bit of time with that album i think over the next few days just go yeah. back to it for a bit so good
another track um, is an artist I haven't heard of, Jared Lawson. Mm. Um, it's a track called Sleepwalkers, and it's sort mm. of a, I don't know, I suppose it's like a, a Latin-infused kind of thing, but more than that, do you want to, you can probably do a better job of describing yeah. that than I can. Yeah, I think it, he has a bit of following in the UK, but he only came to Sweden once in 2013 when he released this album. Um, called Jared Lawson. He's from uh, America and uh, he plays piano and sings and arranges. So this track is like, it was, when I heard it, I couldn't really believe my ears because it was like an infusion of everything that I love, like neo soul, um, jazz, yeah, Latin, kind of chicoria, electric, and then with gospel singing and gospel harmonizing. Yeah, I, I just really was blown away by by Jared and his creativity. Clearly, it's not like a mainstream artist, and he's recorded this completely on his own with like, you know, his own creative freedom. So it inspired me a lot to to do my own music, and I heard a new way of arranging vocals. It's kind mm. of um, there is a set of how you arrange a backing vocals BVs in, in kind of today's music. So hearing something other where you hear harmonies and like four or five part harmonies and da, 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 unison lines that goes kind of bebop be phrasing that you don't hear that. So mm. not even in, in neo soul or in gospel. So it really blew my mind.
music a little bit uh, there's a lot because um, mm. you've got you've got a, f- a couple of releases you've got a paintbrush untold ep which i think was your, your talking about things being self-produced that was your mm. um, first self-produced product wasn't it yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've just more recently done your smiling lists project which i mm-hmm. think debuted 
earlier this year, January yeah, this year, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you got? Um, how do you approach your own music? Do you do you start with any sort of blank slate? Do you have an idea of of a sort of whole approach of the album, what you want it to be at the end of it, or is it just sort of sit down and see what happens? Um, I'm not so much sitting down and see what happens, um, but if I've decided on a, an idea or like a concept, I'm also very intuitive. So <laughs> if, when you've been in school, you get all these, you know, exercises and especially in the masters, I got like a toolbox of like hundred different options that I can do. So now that I come to the composition table, I have like 100 options that I could start with. So that has like really opened up a lot of things. Um, but with A Paintbrush Unfold, it was um, a lot of ideas that came uh, through maybe hearing a song or listening to to yeah to music or a gig, especially Jared Lawson. I, I was like, oh, I can use these kind of harmonies that I love from Herbie Hancock and Chikoria and see what I can do with them. So... Mm. That a lot of those songs came from a harmonical point of view and that I wanted to have nice grooves with the drums. Drums are very important to me. I used to play drums as well, but I listened to drummers. So I kind of composed those songs with like a beat in mind and the, the harmony. And then writing the, the vocals on top of that, I'm, I want to hit the nice notes in the chords. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And um, and that comes kind of intuitive for me with also some lyrical phrase that works. So that process is, is kind of, in a way, very flowy. It's not so mathematical there. Sure. What sounds good, what words would make sense. Um, but now w with my other project with Smiling Lists, that it comes from a different point of view. I've started with the poetry and poetry that I've been writing. So maybe that's my theological studies coming in, but I've really started with poetry and getting just a dense, um, dense meaning in what, what I want to convey. And it's quite abstract. So it's not from my personal experience. It's, it's imagery and metaphors. Mm -hmm. um, and then finding beats and sounds I'm producing everything myself electronically so that that's a another kind of freedom but also more limiting because it's only me and my own brain and not anyone <laughs> from the outside so yeah so learning learning on the job aren't you all continuously with that sort of thing yeah. yeah, you've chosen one of your tracks from a paintbrush unfold uh, EP uh, called above uh, why mm. did you choose that one what was uh, what was your reasoning behind that well, it felt like a progression from the kind of two previous track a little bit. Um, it was the first single that I released from that EP. And uh, I mixed and, and mastered in, in New York with Dave Darlington, who is a very, very established Grammy-winning producer. And it took a lot of courage. I flew all over myself and sat there with him, had never mixed and mastered a project before. And there I was wow. with with this legend. And uh, there's some drum pattern in the beginning of the song with like some effects. And he was just like, okay, so we started straight on like, what do you want? What, what do you want here? And I was like, 
yeah, can we try this effect? I think it's going to be this, some lo-fi. And he just completely got my idea. And it, uh, yeah, this song has a lot of these effects and transitions that I kind of directed him to do. So it's, um, I'm very proud of this track. Mm, it, it feels like my inaugural um, track is really a, a producer and, and as a woman, woman in a male dominated space, Mm. Uh, I'm improvising, I'm scatting, which I've heard many A&Rs and producers say, don't put scat on your record. And I have scat there, I'm improvising. And I see these students from Poland, you know, transcribing my solo and doing it at the recital. In their... Cool. Yeah, so it, in, it's, a, it's a track that reminds me personally that, you know, go your own way, do your own thing, don't be afraid.
there been um any challenges for you along along the way to where you are now i think the the most uh, recent one is is covid in a way i just graduated sure. and so much uncertainty about the future and the industry and and still gigs or, or tours are cancelled and yeah there's this I don't know. I, I can't. I cannot even say anticipation for the future. But there, there's a waiting. I feel like we're in a waiting room a little bit. Mm, I totally and agree. To, it's all the whole world feels like it's all in limbo a little bit, doesn't it? At the moment, it's yeah. We haven't we haven't recovered, and <clears throat> seems like we've got a long way to go before we actually get there. At the moment, yeah, yeah, tough yeah. times. Yeah. So with with all the all the things that's going on, it's it's kind of like a question. Okay, what does what does art have to do with it and what do I have to do with it and you know financially and everything you, you take a you take a, a hit in a way I don't know it, but it is a sacrifice in one way but on the other hand maybe this is the most pivotal moment for for us as artists to create and do things so mm -hmm. yeah. it had all it has also made me so much more driven and inspired at the same time mm. But it is it is a challenge, and and to just mentally be be strong and be committed and persistent to the path that you know that, that I set out for myself, and mm. that we're going to continue doing this all the way, and the re the reward will be there. I know so, but it's just um, I don't think there might never be a time where you feel completely safe and secure but graduating or taking you know big risks in this time is it's maybe even more harder mm -hmm. what advice would you give a, a young musician now yeah i think if you have a love for music like a deep love it will take you to the right places and 
that doesn't have to become a career where you work full-time earning music but to not close off that creative side because i think it, it's more what when i'm seeing amongst my my colleagues and the, the people that i've studied with and so on it's not that people everybody stays in music no people are, are leaving the music field and then for something else and i'm just um, afraid that people are, are leaving what is like their core personality they they've loved they love music they've come to this for a reason so in if you're young you know pursue this this music that makes you come alive and then do what you love yeah do what you love and it will take you and you will realize if if this is a dream that can you know sustain you financially or it's just a dream that sustains you spiritually and you know you know Mm. so always always um let the that the love and the passion for the music uh, guide the way okay um that probably probably just about wraps us up for today uh, there's a lot um shall we uh, we're going to sort of finish with a song from uh, robert mitchell's latest album his true think project um which is uh, what's it called uh, what say you that's the why why did you why did you go with this one well it's the it's the most recent thing that i've uh, released or that i'm on and um it's a question, you know, to our time. What say you? Do we share the pain when our world bleeds? Will you taste the truth? Open hearts that are in the most need. So to, in all the chaos and in all the craziness, yeah, we, we have a choice. And this song is both kind of questioning your, your own choices. And when I'm singing it, I feel like I'm... I'm contemplating myself you know how am i leading my life what am i doing but there's also this sense and this this hope in the groove it's it's very um, maybe reminding of some something you've heard way back in the day from like the 70s or maybe some herbie maybe some headhunters i don't know um and it's uh it's joy also there's there's hope and there's truth that you encounter so um that's it's a a good song check it out <laughs> beautiful um thank you there's a lot uh, for thank chatting you. with me today it's been an absolute pleasure it's a pleasure to hear you sing um good luck with everything in the future i'm so sure we'll see you again yeah uh, so up much. in wakefield and all over the place at some point yeah, so good it. luck with everything mm-hmm. uh like i said before you can check um Lizalette out uh, this week at the london jazz festival she is tell us remind me remind us where you are on the 15th so 15th is Road Trip and Workshop in Shoreditch. That's with Smiling Liz, my solo project. And then I'm guesting on True Thoughts, the record label, have a takeover at Ronnie Scott's this uh, Wednesday 16th with Dav and, and his band. So I can't wait. Great. Have a, an amazing time. Uh, it all sounds really exciting. Good luck with everything. And we will see you again soon. Thank you. Yeah, see you soon.
Say you. 